Oh, what's happening? Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And tonight, we have a very special guest. This basketball head is a hip-hop legend from the legendary hip-hop group, Brand Nubian. Who can forget the classic albums, All For One, and In God We Trust? I remember being in college with my teammates on the road, listening to their albums and their songs, dissecting the lyrics, and getting a, a lot of knowledge I wasn't getting in college we got from those albums. Real talk. Who knew before all this happened, this hip-hop legend was a full-time basketball head. I've heard from numerous sources he was an official ball player. But when the music took off, he never looked back. Thank God for that, because we wouldn't have such classics as because they had some joints. And when he branched out on his own, he was still doing his thing. Gets even deeper, because every time he jumped on the joint, it was banging. Listen, brother and sisters, if y'all know what's going on right about now, I'm telling you, this basketball head, when this verse came on, you already know the bars will be official. The voice, the on-off flow, and constant message in the music, which make him the MC he is today. So, without further ado, help me welcome to the show, hip-hop legend from the legendary group Brand Nubian. New York City. Show your boy some love and welcome, Sadat X. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. 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 You have you just stepped into, into, into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. Tickets because the game about to start. What's up, man? Hey, I'm here. I'm here, man. It's good to be here, man. Like I said, man, it's all good. No doubt, man. First of all, I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate you for taking your time out to come on the show and show you got some love, man. Appreciate that. No question. No doubt. You know, my, my guy Titus just hit me up like, y'all, I'm going to be tapping in. Daddy uh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do what we do. No question. That's my guy. We came up together, so salute to my guy, Titus. You know, <laughs> another thing I want to say to this to you too, brother, is when I was in college and you guys dropped, though your album was everything, and we listened to it from front to back, True. right? The all yeah. for one joint. And, you know, me being the guy that's in college, you know, we going to classes and learning things we not knowing that's really not going to make any difference in our life. It really was what y'all was kicking on those albums that got us through. Real that's talk. Tough. 
That's what's up. No question. And, and, and I got three degrees, brother, and I learned more from you guys and others like yourself through the messages and enlightenment and growing up and, you know, face what we have to face in New York City. Being yeah, a ball right. player, being a regular person, y'all got us through it, fam. So salute to you and the luminaries of hip-hop. That's what's up. I appreciate that. Thank you. For sure, for sure. We're going to make some noise for that right there. All right, so I want to jump right into this, man. Who introduced you to the game, man? Well, basically, it, it, it was my father, man. My father was originally from Lincoln Projects. He grew up with Alamo's father, Lincoln Projects. I'm talking about in the, like, in the 50s. You understand? My pops went to, uh, he went to DeWitt Clinton. You understand? He played on the team in, in, in Bronx at DeWitt Clinton. He went up in DeWitt Clinton when it was still all white. It was only like six black dudes in the whole DeWitt Clinton back then. You understand? So... You know, he introduced me to it. I've been going to games for years. Uh, he played in Rutgers, and for years he went to college at Shaw University and played. So I learned the game basically from him. Shaw University, DeWitt Clinton. We talking about legendary places. Listen, one of my jobs on here is to make sure that schools and programs like DeWitt Clinton never get forgotten. That's right. The government right, right there, Clinton. That's right. People don't realize we were talking about New York City, and, you know, look, I, I'm a Lincoln guy, so I understand where the props and stuff come from, but this is new. We're a new era winning, right? Okay. we talking about when the city was built, when the city was built on ball players, and when the Connie Hawkins and the Roger Browns and Tiny, you know, uh, Tiny Archibalds was around and Lou Alcindor's, DeWitt Clinton ran the city. That's right. That's right. My pops and them got tiny in the in the in the Clinton, and and then from there to UTEP, out there Texas El Paso. So you already know. That's, you you get what I'm saying? That's your part of that rich history. Yeah, they the winningest program in New York City history, hands down. Eighteen city championships, and they put eighteen players in the NBA. That's right. Clinton was a beast, boy. Definitely. Salute to DeWitt Clinton. Salute to your dad, man, yes, for sir. sure. No doubt. So you originally straight up uptown guy. Yeah, right off the bat. Originally from the Bronx. Lincoln Peas. Yeah, my, my pops from Lincoln Please. Originally from the Bronx. Uh went up to New Rochelle, came back to the Bronx, lived uptown in Brooklyn. So I I've been all over. So whenever I was, I followed ball. Whenever I, wherever I was at. Yeah, man, because all the Brooklyn guys who I'm close to, they all know you. You, you know, you, you stay around the block. So when I saw you that day, I was like, oh, you're right in the hood. This is, this is easy. Right there from where, you know, and like, you know, like I always followed the Brooklyn boy because see, Brooklyn had that different, Brooklyn had that bully ball. Like, like from, like people like they know Charles Jones, but LJ was a bully. His brother was a bully. Back. And if he could get into your head, he'd get into your head and he'd do that all game. And he, he talked a lot of shit, but he backed it up. That's, he, that's that Brooklyn bully ball. No question. Wow. So, so when you was coming up at Lincoln Projects, right, who was, like, the best guy in the neighborhood? Who was the best guy where everybody was going to watch and play? Well, by that time, I, I was coming up in New Rochelle Lynn. My father, we moved up. Okay, okay. So okay. I was playing with the church. So I was coming downtown, and it was the early years, like, it was Steve Burton and Kev Williams and Gary Springer and them, like, them great Franklin teams and out in Brooklyn, you know, they had them teams. And, 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 and Alexander Hamilton, which is Robeson now, with 
with Sky Irvin and all them dudes like that, Beetle Washington, uh, Jerry Ice, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going back to that era, you understand? From them days when I was a shorty coming up uh, and, and just and just following ball from there. Who the hell knew that legendary MC Sadat X, back then Derek X, was playing Riverside Hawks? Oh yeah, I was Riverside from the beginning, man. Like, like I said, my father he was from Harlem, so he played ball. He took me over to the to the Riverside program. I played under Ernie Lodge. Like, he wanted me to go to Tallentown. I didn't want to go to Tallentown because all my people was there: Greg Rock, Paul Wrencher, who was Terrence Wrencher's brother, you understand? Yeah. Lord Ferdinand, who went to James Madison, Keith McMillan. You know, even before them at Tallentown. Don't you know John, John Johnson and all that? John Johnson, Gary Voice, you know what I mean? All the smiley, all them boys, man. Yeah, let me tell you. All of them. You blowing my mind right now because I, I I said you were supposed to be the first guy on. So when Capone came on, I wanted to talk because he's Capone. Because, you know, I need to see. I'm a ball player. I need to see. I need to hear. I need to hear those pops and those names. Oh, yeah. And the names that you guys are spitting out in the pops and places, you guys is part of the circuit. You part, oh, yeah. You are part of it. Definitely. Damn, like, man. Like dudes from Brooklyn, when I was coming up, like dudes that I played with from Brooklyn, like people don't realize, like, Juju, Norman Marbury was a beast. Norman <laughs> was a beast. Eric Leslie. Eric Leslie was a Yo, beast. Ice. Ice Leslie, where are you? Was Let me beast. tell you, man. Understood. I used to put up so many shots, and you knew it was going to be a tough night. I had to guard him two years straight. Tough night. Tough night. Tough, tough, tough. And you had Grady with Pat Pat Alphonse. Like, I can't believe under Pat and all of them out there at Grady. Like, I know. Oh, my God, Joe. See, this is, this is, this is awesome, because I know Super Pat Cedars. He'll be like, oh, Dottie. This yeah, is, Pat, no, definitely. I, I, all for, for years, man, been my man. Wow, this is crazy. So, when, when you got up to New Rochelle and you started playing, right, what was that first game like? You know, because we all like basketball, but it's different once we get under the referees. Well, it, it, it was great because, see, the, the thing was, I went to Salesian High School. And, like, at Salesian, we was a small school. but Change the dribbler machine. Yeah, I was in that era. Right before, like Shane, E. Mobley, right. uh, Willie Ladson, Jeremy Logan, them dudes. So I came before, like the first time I came up to Salesian to play alumni game, and Shane did something where he put the ball behind his leg and kicked it out. And I was like, your own like son right there. Like, who is this dude? But through the years, man, I came to love that boy. Like Shane was a beast, no question. Wow, Salesian. Who the hell knew? Yo, so. Catholic school, right off the bat. Yeah, the Catholic so school. So did, did, did you play? Did you play like uh, freshman JV? Did you go to the whole ranks? And, and as a freshman, I played. I played JV. Then when I was in tenth, eleven, and twelve, I played varsity. Like and like, we our league up there back then before they had split up was like Salesian, Iona Prep, Stepanak. It was them schools up there. Like, my man went up there, uh, stepping like Fred Quarterbaum. He's a coach now somewhere, Fred Quarterbaum. But, like, it was on that era. But we used to scrimmage. Like, we played in the Catholic League, so we would play Rice in the old gym with the, with the funny floor before they went to the Gauchos, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. The Gaucho gym. Powell Memorial, we played them. 
Um, but they had Big Mel Kennedy who went to uh, Mel went to Virginia. So you know, like we 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 definitely played. So it would always be uh, an experience because I played Riverside Church. So I would tell yeah, them, and that small ass gym. If you yeah, run into a pillar, <laughs> I would tell dudes before we even got downtown. Look, that gym is mad small. I'm gonna tell you they're gonna press. They're gonna press right. all over the floor, and that's what Rice would do. Because remember. Rice wasn't that good back then. Like, no, it wasn't, no, no, not it was, at all. It, it was not all. maybe uh, Tallentine. Tallentine. Dow Wright Tallentine from Hayes. You know what I'm saying? Ramel Lloyd, all of them. So, you know, like, Rice wasn't up yet. Like, they were still playing in the funny floor upstairs. Facts, facts, facts. So, what, what kind of player were you? Um, basically, what position did you play? I played the two guard and basically... I just was looking to take shots. I was playing defense, but you know, I was figuring where I was at, I gotta take shots. So I was I was trying to take shots. Me, Alamo played with us for a while, but then Ali switched up and went down to Longburg. He was down there with Sweepy. So he was at Longburg down there in Carolina with Coach Gill from, from Brooklyn. Coach Gill was a beast. You understand? Coach Gill would put hands on you if he had to, no question. Yo, we're gonna make some more noise for Sadat X, because he is passing the basketball head test. With flying colors. Always. Yo, yo, Donnie, let me tell you. Coach Gil Reynolds. <clears throat> he was the guy that helped me with my fundamentals. All right. And it was so crazy. You know, I just put up my interview today up on YouTube of my coach, my high school coach. And we was talking about how I made the team because, you know, I didn't go to Lincoln to play basketball. I went to Lincoln to play football. All right. I just went on the team because my friends rode the train. I didn't want to ride the train by myself. Okay. Well, anyway, those things that Gil Reynolds helped me with early on, which I was just going again with my friends, helped me make the team at Lincoln. Yeah, basically that you was know. what it was. Like coaches like that, that real, that still taught. You understand? Like yeah. that's the difference now. Like a lot of like New York got a whole bunch of AU teams back then. It was the Gauchos, Riverside. You had Brooklyn, USA, Mr. Screen out there with FYA, Elm Corps. What you know about, Devils, Carl, what what you know about Mr. Screen, fair friend? Another interview I just put up on YouTube. He is talking about legendary coaches here. Yeah. Okay? Community guys who wasn't about the money, who didn't get bought off by sneaker companies. That's right. Who's still in the neighborhoods helping kids. Mr. Screen is still at 92 with FYI. Mr. Screen is a legend, and he's supposed to be treated as such. Mr. Screen used to bring them boys. He'd be like, man, I, I had to go get these boys, but I wouldn't go got them. And, like, when you play with Mr. Screen, you had to play by Mr. Screen rules. That's what it was. And for you guys who don't know, Mr. Screen played for the legendary Erasmus Hall team, which was one of the only teams to beat Paul Memorial and Lou Alcinda. That's and right. that game, Colton, Coach Screen was nine for nine. That's Go check up. out the interview on the YouTube page. That's what's up. And, 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 and it's Paco was a beat. Paco was Carlton. Oh, man, this is crazy, yo. Carlton was a beat with that high dribble. Carlton had that high dribble, switch it over on you. That's what he went up there. He was at Zavarian, went up to Providence. Definitely. Paco. Paco, Paco. Let me tell you, this is how real it was. In 1986, we up in uh, Glen Falls. We're about to play Kenny Anderson. Um, Carlton um, just got finished playing. And him and his dad is walking down the hall. And they walk past me. And they say, yo, what's up, Glenn? Have a good game tonight. 
I was a junior. And that was the year I kind of came into my own. It felt so good that they knew my name. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know what it's like. You know, you 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 walk into the older guards and, and they go, yo, they they shout you out. Not knowing these guys is watching you too. Definitely, man. That's a beautiful thing. Let me tell you a story about Kenny. I like one time I was playing at the church. And you know, sometimes like in the summertime at the end of the summer, you might have a championship day where you might have a game in boys and a game in citywide. We had to split the squad up. So half the squad, I think, went up to citywide. The other half went up to boys. Mr. Lawrence was at the game because it was a church. We was on the church. He had Kenny with him. Kenny was a freshman. We needed another player. Kenny came into the game as a freshman and, and won that game for us. Where I was like, yo, this, this boy right here is, is something serious right here. He came right from the side. We needed one more player or we was going to forfeit. Lawrence said, give him a jersey. Gave him a jersey, and Kenny went in there and did. I was like, God, man, this boy right here, unbelievable word. He was, man. He was. Yeah, we faced him in the state championship up at Glen Falls, and we was banking on everything. We couldn't believe that his coach kept him out the whole first quarter. Yeah, that's we what he used to do that, Jack. He no. said he was forced to do that. Like, he, he, he used everything he could. He said, I could have started him, but I, 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 I wanted to do that. If he played the whole game, we don't win. Yeah. Like, we in the huddle before the game, we say, yo, we're going to put pressure on him and run this up before he get the game. Because when he got the game, it was a whole different game. That's that's when Bobby was coaching, all right? Bobby Hardenstein. Yeah, Bobby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know. I know. Going up against Grady Jack, yo, legendary coaches out there. Legendary coaches. Yo, you are, yo, you're messing me up right now. Doc. I'm telling you, fam. No question. The thing that's coming out your mouth right now, I remember when you Tiny know about was playing that boy, and Jack Tiny was playing. Word up. I remember Tiny was Tiny playing. was my point guard. All right. Mm -hmm. Listen, that 86 championship team I always tell people, you know, we wanted with, with not any fanfare, like any stars in our team. We had a very good team. Yeah. And we had our coach, right? So that, that just tells you how the game was so different back then because, yeah. you know, you're, you're rarely going to hear players go, yeah, it was our coach that helped us win. Yeah, no, yeah. we had Bobby Austin on the sideline. That made the whole difference. Yeah, and that was the key then because, see, it wasn't all these video games and all that. Like, in order for you to play, you had to be able to play. Like, tryouts was a serious thing. I remember yeah. when tryouts came around, it was just, if you got cut, that was like almost like having a heart attack. Like, you got <laughs> you make the squad? Like, it was like serious. Like, and then when you made the squad, you ain't want to miss no practices or nothing because you knew you had somebody hungry right behind you. That was like, you don't want to come in and play? Well, then I'm going to come in and play. And you lose your slot. It was so many guys at tryouts. And back then, they, you know, I know for public school, we didn't have JV. Exactly. It was, it was varsity or nothing. Varsity or bus. Straight there. Wait till next year. Damn, yo. So, what the atmosphere in New York, was crazy. The crack ever, you know, if it, 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 people say things is crazy now, but back then, dudes would walk up to you, you had a new pair of sneakers, it's like, run them, if you ain't know how to fight, you couldn't wear all the stuff that kids is wearing today. I tried right? to tell these kids, I tried to tell them, it was time you take the train, the A train, any other them trains coming coming across the brook or something, somebody might walk up to you right on a full combo, like, son, what you want to do for those? Take those off, son. Take them off. And, and and it was up to you. What size are those? They your size. Sorry. Now what? 
You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Yes. Them days. If, if that wasn't the answer, you lost your sneakers. There you go. <laughs> you had to fight for them. There and you and go. listen, and we're not promoting violence. It no. was just a different time in the city. It, it was. was a different time. You know, and it was more about these than dudes doing these. Exactly. That was the coward's way. Like, it, usually back then, if somebody got shot, it, it was meant to be. It wasn't no strays, a little baby get hit, this or that. It was a serious thing. But back then, you could still get a fair one. Somebody be like, somebody come up to you and tell you, throw up your hands or I'm going to punch you in the face. So it was up to you to decide from there. <laughs> so real. So real, yo. New York City at its best, man. So what? Give me a, a game that you had that you remember that stuck out for you where, you know, you were put up for the shots and everything became like the ocean and everything was going in. All right. I remember, I think I was in 10th grade then. It was my first time in varsity. We was playing St. Raymond's. St. Raymond's had Gary Massey then who went to... Gary oh, Massey. Gary Massey was a beast, a dunking Woo! beast. You understand? Yes. St. And he had ups. We went up to St. Raymond's and uh, we, we was playing them. And, you know, a lot of them dudes, a couple of them was on my team at Riverside Church. So, you know, they was already talking on the sideline, like, yo, man, you up here with these dudes. Y'all don't look like y'all got it. And we gave, we didn't win, but we gave them a competitive game. And I really played a good game that time. And, and I think, like, from then, I started earning my respect. And then I was able to go downtown, uh, be on the travel squad. See, that was the thing in the AAU. You could play on the regular team. Or you could get on the traveling team. You wanted to do the BCI in Arizona. You wanted to go to the Peach Jam in Atlanta, up to Oregon, to the Night Fest. You wanted to do all that. So to be on that team, you had to really do something. And it was different because, you know, back then, you had Broncos, Gauchos, Riverside. Those are the three. Brooklyn, every now and then, Brooklyn, USA was Ziggy. Was yeah, Ziggy. yeah, right, Ziggy, right. Brooklyn, Ziggy, USA, and they was, they was there. But that was it. And I think yes. that made the city what it was because yes. you didn't have so many AAU teams and, and putting out so many lackluster teams. That's whereas right. those three put out the best kids in the city so he was able to compete against everybody across the country. When you have so many AAU teams, we going out there getting our ass whipped now. Exactly. We, and looking, looking crazy, shooting off the wrong foot and doing all types of stuff. When I was at the church, the first year I started coaching, I think they had Mike Boinkin, who's the coach at Oklahoma State, Reggie right. Jesse, they had uh, Ron Artest, you know what I'm saying? They had uh, Lamar Odom, you know what I'm saying? What's, what, what's my other man name? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, who went to uh, St. John's, who was a beast at St. John's. He was the hardest. Who that Omar Cook? Omar Cook? Not Omar, he was, he was a big man. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, and, I, and, I, and I gotta remember his name before it's over, man. But he was there, like, from St. Somebody going to bring him up. We, we got – somebody got to remember that son who played on this. Um, I think um, Malik might have played with them. He was a little younger, but he was played with them. Like, you don't – Ron played with them. You don't got squads like that no more. Like, they used to tell Ron, right. this dude right here, Ron will run somebody over on pavement. Ron will run somebody over on pavement. And then if you didn't like it, maybe kick the ball over the fence. You know what I'm saying? I was wrong. Word. <laughs> Yo. Yo, speaking of Raw Raw, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a show, you know, and it's going to be dedicated to my guy, Mel Tinsley. But oh, Mel. I was watching I was watching Malice in the Palace the other day, and this guy, Steve Jackson, you know, who talked this, you know, I'm a ball player, but I'm a G kind of talk. And he pointed out, I was God. I seen that. 
Yo, fam, like yo, can, can they ask you who started it? Exactly. How you just gonna come out and say Mel Tindley started it? How you just throw Mel under the bus like that? I saw that. That was that. That was kind of whack. I seen it. And Mel, boy, I remember I had a squad in Rucker one year, man. The first year I had a little squad. I got some money from Electra to put a squad together. I had Speedy, a couple of dudes. Um, my man Ronnie Eford, he played with us. A couple of dudes. But Mel, 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 oh my God, like Mel, he destroyed us that year, man. I was like, God, like Mel came with some dudes from Brooklyn. And I was like, yo, then that next year he was out there at Iowa State. I was like, yeah, that, that's wow. a problem right there. Mel, Mel Tinsley, a beast. So even, so even when you was in hip hop and moving and shaking around, you were still connected to the ball? Oh, always, man. Like I was always connected with ball and ball dudes. Like that was my thing, man, like coming up. You know what I'm saying? And that was always closely interwoven. Somebody hit me with Bill Singleton. Bill Singleton, Stevenson High School. Yes, with, yes. With the leg, with the, with the funny leg, Bill. Bill yes. was the piece. Bill was yes, the yes, 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 no, no, yes, yes, yes. Billy Singleton. No, and people don't know, at Stevenson, uh, Dredrick Irvin. Kyrie's father. Dredrick was the Oh, piece. yes, yes, yes. Went up to Boston University and, and became their number one leading scorer. Dredrick was a beast. No question. When I was at MCI, uh, for my senior year, I had to watch Dedrick Irvin play and Reggie Lewis play. And those guys I had to kind of steal things from because these guys was like, you know, they weren't the big, big stars, but they could get their points where they wanted to and they could play defense and nobody didn't really bust their ass. So yeah. I always looked up to those guys, man. Yeah. And then I had, Rod, I had Rod on the show and Rod was telling me, <laughs> like, you know, you guys think that you know, they talk about Kyrie, don't realize how smart Kyrie is, right? So people don't realize Dedrick was the smartest out of all of us. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And and, and it's crazy, because you say that about Rod. I remember Rod used to get to the games, and see Rod, his afro was always on point. Rod would get to the game, take off his stuff, not in a rush, to get his stuff off and come in the game. Rod was a complete beast. I mean, he's like, Rod was, oh my goodness. Him up at Truman, Tyrone Joy, all the boys up at Truman. Oh man, like they, they had a crew up there, and then he went down to open. Yo, I, I just put up something. I'm about to put up the silk interview. Ray Haskins said this out of his mouth. He said he's seen Tyrone Joy, Ross Strickland. He said he's seen, uh, um, his Cosell Brown Beetle. He said, I coached them. I seen Boo Harvey, Ron Edwards. He even go down to um Ronnie Nunn, the, the former NBA ref, yeah. and his backcourt partner. He said, What Silk and Spice was able to do their sophomore years, because these guys only played one year together, right? And their sophomore years, what they did to a lot of the opposing guards throughout the city yeah. was crazy. Because yeah. the next year, Silk got shot. And then the next year after that, Spice was ineligible. So they only really played one year together. That's right. That's right. No question. And, just and he said, these guys, from his eyes, at that time, the best backcourt that he said. And I was just blown away. Like, I wow. It, man, I can believe it. Then you, you have, like, a lot of people, like, they have Boo Harvey. But then they get a, forget about Doug Harris. Doug Harris was a beast there. Doug Harris made first team all city that year. He his picture was in the post with the five. Doug Harris was a beast over there, Jack. Yes, yes, I put that up. I listen, Doug, right now. 
where I'm trying to get him on the show. Yeah. I told him, I said, I'm coming to Queens to get you, Doug. Yeah, you got to get like, Doug. Well, I, I know I, I'm trying to get this whole Instagram thing straight. I said, Doug, I'll come to Queens to get you, fam. Yeah, Doug was a beast. We're going to make that happen. Mm -hmm. For sure. Wow, this is crazy, man. So now, what player did you play against to let you know you had to get better? All right, players that I played against, and I, I had to write them down. Players that I played against that I knew I had to get better was, uh, first of all, Juju. Juju was a complete, like. Yeah, come on. Give Juju his props now because he's he going to hear this. People don't really realize how much of a beast Juju was because Juju had the size and everything. Juju was a beast. Him, uh, let me see who else. It was, uh, shoot, uh, Mel Kennedy. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Glenn Grant, who went to Spelman, who went to Iona in the backcourt. Glenn Grant was a beast. Eric Leslie was a beast. Understand that. It was like, shoot, Richie Simmons from Iona. Richie was a Richie beast. Simmons, the scoring machine. The he scoring was a machine. walking bucket. Yes. Jeff Shepard from Kennedy. Jeff Shepard was a beast. Understand <laughs> that. Jeff Shepard, you know, like, dudes like that bring me back, man. It was like, yo, like when I played against them, he used to be like, yo, I got to work on my game. I remember one year, Loughlin, they, they came a little bit after me. They had Selden and Sherwin in the backcourt. Yes, Selden, yes, Jefferson yes. And Sherwin Anderson. That was a beast backcourt that year. <laughs> I was like, woo. No, you are one of many people who come on and talk about Selwyn and Sherwin. They were like, a beast together. They, they won the state championship as yes, well. they did. They was a beast together over there at Loughlin. Mm -hmm. Damn. James Major. James, people forget James Major. Mm-hmm. Yo, Donnie, I'm going to send you. I, please, go on my YouTube page. You're going to be in basketball. Because I got the James Major's interview. I got yeah. the Jerry Ice Reynolds interview. Right? That's up there. Listen, Rolando Blackman was second team all city at Grady and got to play in the Big Eight. That's never happening again. Yeah, yeah. Kansas State. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how thick New York was, man. New York was so thick. You had honorable mention dudes that was going places. I remember Derek, <laughs> the Band-Aid, Derek Chivas. Like, yo, like, New York was so filled up, man. Yo, fam, hold on, hold on, fam. Right there, hold that's on, Derek fam. Right there with the Band-Aid. Derek Chivas was my roommate in the Empire State games. Wow. Wow. Let me run off the team. Myself, Ross Strickland, Boo Harvey, Dow Middleton. Dow Middleton, yes. Yes. Uh, Eric Johnson, Vinnie Johnson, brother. FDR, B. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He knows. Look at this. FDR. Dwayne Shake Martin, FDR. Yeah. They don't Who know. People don't know. They see him acting. They don't know. Yo, they don't yes, know. Yes, yes, they don't yes. know. Listen, he used to tell us he was going to be an actor. We didn't believe him. Yeah, right? <laughs> Eric Brown was on that team for boys and girls. Eric Brown, steady, big man Eric Brown, steady yes. Eric. No question. Derek was my roommate, right? So he comes in the room and he goes, yo, we introduced, we talk. He said, yo, go on them bags. Whatever you like, you can have. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I don't know what's in the bag. They backed it for me. Wow. Is that is that how it's going to be when I go to college? He said, where are you going? I said, Fairly Dickinson. He said, probably not, but you got a chance. Yeah, if you want to come down to Miami, there'll be no question. What was my man named, no, 
who and I, and I'm I'm mad I can't remember his name because he just passed a year ago of COVID. But that was my man. He played in the backcourt of boys. Mo Kirby. Mo Kirby. Mo Kirby. Mo Kirby. Listen, before I'm gonna get off this, but the last person that was on that team before I get up to Mo was Prime Minister Pete Nice from Columbia. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bishop Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He told us he was gonna be a rapper, Doc. And we was like, get out of here. It's Coach Ray the Next year, he had the whole team in the back of the third base album. Exactly, no question. If Pops was Ray Nash, no doubt. Yo, fam, you got to come back because you, 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 you know. you're a basketball head. And my man Mo Kirby. See, I like Mo because, like, Mo, he had that, that, that Brooklyn part right down the middle. He had the gold tooth, and he was always talking a lot of shit. Yeah, and niggas can't go. I mean, don't put the ball on the floor. I'm going to take that. That was Mo shit right there, no doubt. Mo Kirby. Miss Mo. Mo, Mo came up. Battling Lincoln boys, and even in the summer league, when he come in the breeboard, we will be battling and going against each other. We yeah. were such close friends, and when he passed away, that hurt me dearly. Yeah, it hurt right? me because he was doing parties and he booked Brand Nubian for a lot of parties at the Masonic Temple out there, and I was always good with Mo. So when he passed, man, that hurt me, man. No question. No doubt, man. No doubt, Mo. I cried like a baby. Yeah, man. Right? That, was, that was real. Because we were supposed to go to Philly. This the, the summer he passed, we were supposed to go to Philly. I was supposed to be uh, helping him coach. And then we was going to run a, a free camp for kids. Wow. Right? And we didn't get a chance to do that. And it was like once he passed, I knew it was like, damn, this platform will be good for guys to tell their stories. Like, my guy didn't get a chance to tell his story. Exactly. Definitely Everybody know who Mo was and how good of a person he, he was to everyone. Where, as, and as good as give a basketball God player was, was a great person. That's definitely. Yeah. yeah, so that that I sat here and, and no lie. Y'all cried like yeah, I lost man. a family member. Him, Lee Green. Lee Green. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's, what, what's my man in the Dave back? Edwards. Dave Edwards. Dave Edwards. Dave was a big yeah. I don't realize how big. Dave was a beast when he when his weight was down and he was born like that. He was a problem, man. Dave Edwards, man. Texas A&M, Georgetown, he was a problem. Chris Brooks. Chris. Chris Brooks. And then people, a lot of people forget Chris Brooks was there, Gompers, with Greg Poindexter. Greg yes. Poindexter. Was a beast. Greg. And they was in the B division. At the B division and tore that up that year. They tore that up that year. People don't realize Malloy Naismith Came from the B division. Monroe was averaging like forty. Monroe, he played on my team. Malloy was yeah. I already tell Malloy. I, I went to a couple of Monroe games. The only person that took shots was Malloy. Malloy took all the shots. No question, Malloy definitely. Yeah, he had so much confidence. Yeah, because he was like you guys coming from the A division. I gotta be double what you guys were. And he was. The reason wonder why he can shoot so damn much, being a point guard. He was. Like your fan passed that rock, fam. Exactly. Definitely. He, he he definitely put it up. Word of him. I remember, uh, shoot, at Walton one year, John Morton took them to the championship. John Morton, JM. JM. John Morton. Then he went to Seton Hall. Seton Hall, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get him now. Gerald Green is working on him as we speak. Oh, the general. Gerald Green with the high, hard dribble. With the high, hard dribble. Gerald Green. Westinghouse. No question. Yo, everyone... When everybody talk about Gerald, 
That's the first thing they say. The hard and it wasn't a form of carry. It was exactly. just up here. He was up here like he was coming at you. And he was the general then. He was commanding. Yo, get over there. Over there. <laughs> that was Gerald's thing. No question. That's so real, man. You know, one well, other story I wanted to share with you, too, since we was on the, the way Clinton, I forgot to mention. Do you know said G used yes. to play for Benjamin Franklin? Yes. Yes, said G. And he messed up their undefeated season because he was ineligible. Oh, yeah, that was said, said this. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know that because I had Kenny Hutchinson on the show. And Kenny Hutchinson explained that. I was like, yo, you serious? Took their whole undefeated season from them. Yeah, and Kenny Kenny Hutch was a beast. Kenny, Kenny Hutch was a beast, man, over there at Franklin. Yeah, he was definitely a straight beast because he was a little younger than Gary and him. He played like as a freshman, sophomore, and then up was said. But Kenny Hutch was a beast, went out there to Arkansas, no question. And, and while people thought he was on crack and, and all those rumors, you know, he had a lot of his players that was in the chat were saying he was down here helping females and girls get into college and training them and coaching them. Yeah. You know, These are our heroes, man. Mentally that people perceive as other things, man. But Hutch was a good dude. Hutch coached me one year. I think it was in Midgets and Riverside Church. Hutch coached us. And he was like a, a senior in high school then, but he coached us that year. No question. This is crazy, man. This is crazy, crazy, crazy. So you went for playing on a legendary AAU team to become a part of a legendary hip-hop group. Yes, sir. And always being a team player. You was never never afraid to step out on your own, but what was that transition like from basketball to hip-hop when you started to catch the hip-hop itch? Well, you know, like, after I had tried my... I, I, at first, coming out of high school, like, it was a couple of schools I should have went to I didn't know. I didn't know about the schools, like, how you know about them now. There wasn't no social media. So a couple of schools, you listen to them like, where? Where, Utah? Where? Or this or that? I should, I went down to Northeast Louisiana, which became the University of Louisiana Monroe now. Didn't last down there. Went to Howard, was down in D.C. Uh, messed up down there. I was down there with Puff and all of them. I was in Cook Hall, which is the uh, sports dorm. My room was right over the football field. I used to bring my speakers from New York down there and pump the sounds right out of the speakers, right over the football field. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I think the gym was John Burr Hall or whatever it was down there in Howard. I messed that up. But after that, you know, I started concentrating on the music. You know, um, Poobah grabbed us in. Uh, me and Jamal were solo artists, and uh, Poobah already was out with a group called Masters of Ceremony. They already I had a ahead of us. So he pulled us in, and um, we, we ran from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he pulled us in. We made the album, and uh, we kept going from there. I was able to branch off solo after a while. So, you know, we still do shows as brand new. But, you know, we still to this day do shows, and that's one good thing about uh about us. We ain't really never burn no bridges and, and and create hate, but we can still do four or five shows a month. Can you bring the phone down just a little bit? Yeah, there we you still go. do like four or five shows a month as brand that's new. Awesome. No that's question. awesome. That's awesome. So now. Was it difficult for people who knew you as a ball player to now see you as an MC? It, it was different because as in, in ball playing, I was Murph. My last name was Murphy, so I was Murph. So I would see dudes like Greg Rock and like Carlos Easterling and Paco 
and dudes like that. And they be like, Murph, you, you, you rapping now? That's you? And I be like, yeah, that's me, son. Like, Lloyd, like, yo, that's you, son? Like, yo, that's me, man. And it, 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 was, it was crazy to see, like, how those dudes was like, yo, he used to ball. Like, don't sleep. Something was nice. You know what I'm saying? So they I, And that's what I heard. Now, now, trust me, trust me. I didn't just hear you play ball. I heard this back then. But you hear a lot of this stuff from entertainers that yeah. play. You know, you hear that, right? Mm -hmm. So it was just like the people was telling me they were official guys who played. Yeah, like we played. And like I said, man, back then, it wasn't all these 100 AAU squads. You had your main squad. If you didn't want to make, if you didn't make one of the main squads, then you played on the squad that was in the hood. You understand? If you right. didn't go to Gaucho's, Riverside, uh, Madison Square, Brooklyn, USA, Elmco, and get that bag and that jacket, you played on your hood team, you know what I'm saying? And you had to you had to make it from there, no question. Isn't this something that we went from having pride and wearing a jacket to being able to get bought off with a pair of sneakers? Yeah, it, it was crazy, man. Like and like I, I, I coached at the church for a number of years. I learned I learned coaching under uh Kenny P, Derm. You know what I'm saying? I learned under Derman player uh Kenny Prello. Kenny Pretlow, Kenny P. I was under Kenny P, Derm. Dave, Dave Jones from the Gauchos came to Riverside for a couple of years. I learned the most probably under Dave, just just watching Dave and learning under him. And and after a while, man, it became, I stopped because it became a hassle. Like, it became like, like everybody think their kid was the greatest. And it, it, I would get more flack from the mothers. The mothers about these kids, these sneakers, these sleeves, they'll come looking the part. You understand? Then do a move. Yo, I, I used to, I used to get into it because the kid comes to a movie. Hold on, Donnie. Hold on, Donnie. Hold on. Is that the parents about the kids? The sleeve. Everything. And if he got a sleeve, he was nice. They got everything. The sleeve, the 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 slides, the the shoes, and then like come to the game. And I remember the mothers used to come to the game. And they used to yell at me on the side, oh, you got four eyes you can't see. And I used to tell them, look, how about if I came to your job and yelled at you for four hours? I said, if you want to do something, when, when your kid ain't at practice with us, take him to the park and work with him. You understand? Because he, he he's not ready. Everybody is not ready. Now, everybody get a trophy, this or that, like come in sixth place and get a trophy. When I was on the church, if we ain't win the chip, you ain't even want the second place trophy. You be like, man, I don't want that shit, man. I don't want that. We ain't winning. Oh, we want trophies. <laughs> oh shit. Oh God. Yo, no. Listen, parents, we appreciate that you guys are able to put yourself in a position where you can go see your child play. We're not knocking those people who want to come and support. But you gotta understand where we come from. Our parents didn't come to the game. No, so a lot of times we didn't have to deal with that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And if and and if my pops did come to the game, I know I had to do work, hustle, and do work, or else he was gonna critique everything that I did. He was gonna be like, "Man, you did all that, but you missed the shot." They said, "Don't count if you missed the shot. You got to make the shot. Maybe if you'd have took an easier shot, you'd have made that." You understand? So that's where I was. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of times too, we gave a lot of props to to the move instead of the finish. Yeah, right. It became like, ooh, but the ball went out of bounds. Yeah. Or dude dunked it. Right, he went to a crazy dunk and it missed. 
Exactly. That's why I can remember like somebody like a, a Ramses Kelly who went to Cardinal Hayes where Ram just finished plays. It wasn't all that fancy stuff. He'd get the ball and go straight to the basket, and it was up to you to stop him. Somebody like Rasul from Mount Vernon, my man Crabby from New Rochelle, who, who led U, U, University of Buffalo in scoring, all-time scorer. Them dudes, they went to the basket. They was under me, but they went to the basket. It wasn't all about that shake and bake. They went to the basket and finished. Yeah, yeah. You, we got to get some of those guys on oh, yeah. the show, man. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Neat. Definitely. Leading school on Buffalo University history? Yeah, Krabby from New Rochelle. He's the head coach of New Rochelle High School basketball right now. I remember Mount Vernon, they got nice because first they had Tony Fiorentino, who was the coach. That was when yeah, Buster, yeah. he recruited Buster me. Was there. And then they had the next coach where he'd bring them boys downtown. You know what I'm saying? Benny Gordon. Benny played with us one year and destroyed everybody. I used to like, just let Benny get the ball in the corner and let him yeah. do what he do. Well, how you going to call him Benny Gordon? Benny Gordon. That you already know. So look, so look, here's my handwritten letter from Coach Ferretino. Yeah. Wow. For my owner. Wow. This is That's crazy. Dope. That's good. Good God. Good God. Good man. Good man. So I'm I won't get into this, brother. All right. I can get my guy Chase on the phone right now. He's my point guard at FDU. Mm. We used to listen to Brand Nubian, Slick Rick. It was Karis One, it's like a three or four album, the uh, Noi By Nature album. It, that, that was just on constant repeat. Constant repeat. And then we would go crazy off of your song. See, your solo career to me started off with Concerto and X minor. Yeah, from right there, right there. How did that song come about? Well, if you remember back then, at that time, and it was a lot of unrest. And then remember in Brooklyn, like when the when uh it was the, the young boy Gavin Cattle got ran over, you understand, and and out there in Crown Heights and it set it off. And but the period was like Spike Lee was putting out a lot of the movies, do the right thing, school days. And remember when you said Hawkins, you said yeah, Hawkins. Remember, remember when dudes was wearing the beads and the Martin Luther King pieces. Fact, fact. So it was a black awareness time. So that song came out of that. That came out of that. I remember actually. I remember uh, Jamal Faulkner, Christ the King, My God. Alabama. Yeah. Jamal yeah. Faulkner. I seen him one time. He had a big Martin Luther King piece on, and he knew about Brand Nubian, and he was only like, I we had just came out. And I, I think he was still balling at Alabama then. So that was like a real thing, man. So I knew that we was trying to make a difference. No, you guys was. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how. This is so crazy, right? Uh, putting together a, a, a book now on hip-hop. Because I have another side to me. Like you, from ball, I transitioned into hip-hop as well. All right. Um, didn't have the career that you had in hip-hop. But, you know, I, I, I lived a life. That's what's up. But, when you guys came out, you guys don't realize it. When you guys, you know, felt like you guys got over because you had that that album into a lecture and they let y'all get away with all that, you know, yeah. the, the stuff that y'all was talking about, that deep message that y'all had in your album. That right there, I think, was the trigger for them to now, the corporations really start to come in and changing the music 
and the message. Definitely, because right? like, when we first came out with that album, they didn't know what a lot of stuff we was talking about. Like when uh, we did that video at the Alar School uptown on 7th Avenue, they didn't know what that was. But then when they start hearing it, like, oh, that's like mean devil and this and that. Like they they, they came down on us a lot, man. And like we might have been like one of the most bootleg groups. Cause remember, that was the bootleg time that, up and down. That the was it. I'm telling you, th this is what we're gonna talk more off of here. Cause I'm with this out the gate. But bro. I'm telling you, I've been doing an investigative piece for a long time. And that's what happened. You guys, Pete Rock, Seal Smooth, y'all got caught up in that. Yeah, and, and it was purposely done. Word. It was purposely done to cut oh, the yeah. cell and to stop the message. Definitely, because they they don't want us to become aware, man, because that's the that's the greatest fear of a man that's down becoming aware of himself and his surroundings and knowing what it is that they they, they feared that, man. So a lot of us a lot of our stuff got kind of silenced and, you know, it took us a, a while to, you know, maneuver around that. And we did, but, like, that's what happened back then. We was in college, right? So we talking about a whole different perspective. You got people from the streets and their perspective of how they looked at it. Y'all had no idea. That stuff was working on college kids like myself because we was putting that shit on repeat like, did you hear what they just said? Yeah. Did you hear? Hold on, put that on repeat. Yo, this is crazy. No. And it was and, and again, we were it, it, it was no skip. There yep. was no skip button, fam. You had to rewind that joint. You went yes, in sir. again. Yes, sir. That's right. So it took had a much more impactful uh message on the mind back then. Yeah. You can capture more. Definitely. Definitely. You know, it was so, great and, and I'm not just saying this, bro. I could bring my guy on the phone right now. We will have listening sessions, guys and girls, up in the dorm rooms, dissecting these albums. Like, why aren't we learning this in college? And then they show us a different world. It was totally two different messages because we were getting the real from y'all, the mixed messages from a different world, and then from our classrooms that wasn't giving us the knowledge. That's what I mean. But shoot, man, we'd go up to St. John's and, and see Malik, and Chanel could recite the lyrics he could say my verse damn near better than me. So now he used to come get me and spit my verse. I'd be like, damn. Sure, Scott. Me. Word. <laughs> that was, it, was, it was a great time. And go up there, Syracuse, and see Red. You know what I'm saying? It was good to see Red up at Syracuse coming from Thailand time, man. It was it was a beautiful time because we was all around that same age range. And, and you know, just to see them boys, like Red was a little bit under us, but he was up there doing his thing. And you go up to Syracuse and do a show and be like, I know dude right there. Come on, Red. Come over here with us. No question. Wow. Who can remember the coming out party Red out you had against Kenny Anderson? For Ooh. those of you that want to see it, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Red Autry versus Kenny Anderson. Well, Tyler Time versus Malloy. Yeah. And that was Red Autry's coming out party because, yeah, he, he, he did his thing. Yeah. And Tyler Time used to have them stacked squads. I remember Lawson was sending everybody to Tyler Time. Go to Tyler Time. Go to Tyler Time. Like, they had some crews, though, from, oh, man, Claude Ferdinand, Greg Rock, uh, Keith Pickney, all these dudes, man, that I that, that I play with, with, with when I see in the city when I come home and just to see them, man, like, unfortunately, Greg passed, but, like, to see yes. uh, Claude and, and, and Paul Wrench and all them dudes, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, they was number one in 86. Yeah. Palatine with that team. And then Jackson, who weren't good, at the time, but was number two in the city because they had one player. 
Yeah. Lloyd Sweet P. Daniels, yeah. who changed everything. Yeah. And I've never seen this before, X. We played in the Gobbler Classic. And Lloyd Daniels had two guys from Tilden holding him, not trapping him, like sliding up the court. Two people. I've never seen that in the game before. Yeah, yeah. Like Lloyd, I tell people, like, Lloyd was a different beat because, see, Lloyd would do that and talk shit about it. Lloyd would do something like, Nicks can't stick me, man. Yo, you better put somebody else. Some lawyer to come to the game with a Cincinnati hat on or a Georgia hat from where he's gonna go. Be like, I'm getting ready to go here, do something, and be like, Yeah, I better put somebody else on me. He'd be like, Yo, Lloyd, Lloyd was that dude, man. Word. Yeah, man. Listen, we 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 shared some some good times. I told Lloyd uh, the time he gave me uh, Juice and Mark Brown forty seven, uh, <laughs> and he wouldn't sub out the game. The reason why we won, they won to sum them out the game when we played against the Gauchos, and Lloyd didn't sum out. So it threw <laughs> off the whole continuity of the team. Yeah. Anyone passing under the ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that was Lloyd. And then talk shit and be mad about it. That was Lloyd. Lloyd right. And, right. and Lloyd was one of the first players that might play a tournament with the Gauchos, and then the next day play with the church somewhere. Go go <laughs> to with the church. <laughs> well, about the check, baby. He was yep. there. I seen G. Irvin do that one time. G. Irvin played with us one time at Riverside. Then the next day he went somewhere with the Gauchos. I said, okay, okay, G. Irvin, one of my favorite players, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, was my guy, Gary Irvin. He was on the show recently. Yes, sir, definitely. So let's talk about this wine that you have, man. True right. Connoisseur. Yeah, well, I got a wine line out, man. Me and my man uh, will tell, you know, it's called True Wine Connoisseurs. And basically, you know, like, we are... It started as a joke. We was in the studio drinking Hennessy. Nobody felt like going to the studio, going to the liquor store. So we drank a bottle of wine. And he filmed it. And you know, it was funny. Then people started, like different wine companies was like, if we send you a bottle of our wine, can you do something funny with it? So we did that for about a year. Then somebody hit us one time. And they was like, if you're really serious about learning about making wine, holler at me. So we went and hollered at them, learned about making wines, went to all the regions uh, Europe, Italy, France, uh, out in the West Coast, up in New York and the Finger Lakes, and was able to create our own wine line. And, you know, we still growing. It's true wine connoisseurs, and we we, we selling in New York out of Happy Cork in Brooklyn. That's over there on, I think it's, what's that, Buffalo Avenue over there. So, like, we still making a way with that, but it's, you know, it's just a different lane. Buffalo and where? Buffalo and where? It's, I think it's like Buffalo, like, right when you first, I think it's before Atlantic. Oh, still on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Right, I know. I know you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. Got you, know, you got still you. doing it, man. So, I'm going to support that. Dope. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. That's dope, man. So, what I want to get into right now, right, is our top five. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. Okay. So, I want to know the top five players you played with? The top five players I played with. Um, Kenny. I would say Kenny. Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, damn, Kenny. I would say Norman. I would say uh, Eric Leslie. Um, mm. As far as a big man, and this is people that like play with in my time. Um, right, right, right. Big man, I would say... Uh, Maybe somebody like Gary Massey or Sam Graham. Um, mm. You know, power forward. Derek came a little bit before us. 
So I would have to say somebody like, uh, damn, like maybe like Greg Rock. Like it was so many dudes, man. I can't even remember and all, but like I would definitely say Kenny, Juju. But then you got dudes like Paco, Lloyd. Lloyd was definitely there. Lloyd was definitely there. Lloyd, you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe one of the Scurry brothers. You know, I would, I was, I was surprised. Not what was, what was Moses? Moses. Moses. Yeah. yeah. Moses, yes, Moses Curry, yes. definitely. My guy Sharif Clark, my guy Sharif Clark wanted to know, do you have a website for your wine? Yeah, it's um, it's true, it's true wines, true true wine show, or true wine connoisseurs. Both of those, one is true wine show, the other is true wine connoisseurs. Definitely. All right, hold on, we got more. Uh, we got some more top files. I want to try to bring my guy on. The yeah, line real quick. Say about they tied, then I can I can I can kind of weed it out, no question. Because it was a, it was like I said, man. It was back then. It was just so many dudes that balled, man. Like you had to really be balling, man. It was not like it is now. Like you go look at these squads, especially some of these squads in the PSAL. They got maybe like three dudes that can play, and the rest of dudes is shooting off the wrong foot. And dudes would have told them, "Yo, don't even come to tryouts tomorrow, man." We try Yo, to isn't that crazy? Word, it's, it's so crazy, man. He said, when you see the dude shooting off the wrong foot, you already know it's the end. Yeah, it's like, damn. It's like, why am I here? Man, like, you couldn't, when I played, you couldn't do that. <laughs> like, it was such competitiveness right. where you had to come ready. Tryouts was like, oh, man, tryouts was it was so crazy to go to a, a Gaucho tryout or a Lincoln High School tryout. Imagine a Lincoln High School tryout with the history Yo. behind Lincoln. I already know. I experienced it. Trust me. If you go and watch the interview to the, with my coach, I explained it. I told him I wasn't looking to make it. Why did you pick me? <laughs> you he know. said, I saw something in you that you didn't see in you. And you this know. is what I tell people. It, you can't replace a great coach. He you sees can't. things that you're not going to see at the time. You can't. Like nowadays, at a lot of these schools, they get like, the history teacher, they put up something, who want to coach the basketball team? The history teacher. Or Mr. Jones from science class. Like, they, these dudes is not ball dudes, man. No, not for nothing. That was what happened at Western House. Because I couldn't, I couldn't believe that th we used to beat them every year. They teach to be much better than us. But they coached. Yeah. He was like, he was the teacher. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't no, no question. So you can have all the great players if you don't have the coach to put it all together. That's right. You gotta have somebody like coming out of come coming out of Coney Island, all them wild dudes of Coney. You gotta have a coach that can corral that and be like, yo, listen, I don't care. Listen, if you don't do it how I want you to do it, you ain't gotta play. You understand? You gotta be able to have a coach that can say that. And one of them dudes like, well, damn, yo, I, let me get myself together, man, because I'm getting ready to get off the squad. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. Yeah. Yo, look, my coach changed my whole jump shot. I had to shoot like Jamal Wilkes. Remember Jamal Wilkes? Yeah, with the, with the roundabout. Because remember Cornbread, Earl, and me? All of those things had an impact. And since I was a football player, I was just mimicking ball players that I saw. Got you. And since the shot went in, it was just like, okay, I'm going to stick with this. And my coach was like, nah, we're going to fix it. And, and I had to come home and cry. Yeah. Because just imagine shooting like this to being able to shoot regular. Exactly. Like, he broke everything. And then and it took me a whole year to learn how to shoot. That way. No question. Being subbed out, you ain't going to shoot that way, have a seat on the bench. 
No doubt. Facts. 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 No burn my freshman year anyway. So that you know, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Top five rappers who play ball, if there are any. Okay. Um. Cam. Uh, said G. Yes. Kenny Parker. St. Peter's. Oh, who was my teammate? Kenny Parker at Lincoln. Kenny Parker. Davies, Townsend State. Facts. Townsend Facts. State D1 school. And I'm trying to think of who else, man. Who else could could fit that bill, man? I don't I, I maybe me. I put myself there, no doubt. Definitely. 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 Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Top five. Riverside players. Riverside players, top five that I've ever seen. Uh, Walter Berry. Walter. Walter Berry. Unstoppable. Walter. Off, off. Walter was the only one who could shoot on the wrong foot like that. Because Walter would have that off. Like, Walter spinning around off the wrong foot. But he was the only one who could do that. Walter. Um, shoot. Uh, Kenny Smith. The Jets. The Jets. Kenny Smith was yes. a beast at Malloy. Kenny Smith. Yes. Um, who else? Uh, shoot. Uh, damn, at the church. Uh, you said at, 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 at what was the question? Riverside. Riverside. Yeah. Walter, Kenny. See, Chris Mullen would play with him, but Chris Mullen was a renegade. Chris would play with the Gauchos, too. He played with uh, the Gauchos, too. Yeah, and yeah, the Gauchos claim him. They claim him. They love to claim their yeah, players, they play right? Chris. Uh, right. John Johnson. John was a beast. John Johnson. Another player who was a beast, man, that, that, that people forget about, but he was a beast all his years at Riverside, was Kiki, Keedron Clark. Kiki. Yes, Kiki. yes, yes. Kiki played with me one summer where I told dude, listen, let's just run the play. Let's get it to Kiki. Kiki, you do what you do with it. If you get it around the horn, get it around the horn. Him. Uh, who else, man? Like, it was a bunch of dudes at the church. Wow. I remember one year Jerry Stack came and played with the church, but that was a renegade tournament. They came and bought him up for that. Uh, wow. And the fact that he called them the renegades, like, you know, you're going to go play with this guy, you're going to go play with this guy. Yeah, 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 that was a renegade. Uh, right? Steve, Steve Burt. Steve Burt. Yeah, Steve Burt. All day. All, every day. And his son. And his son. Yeah, Steve Burt Jr. Both Listen, of them. No question. My guy, Nestor Payne. Malik. Malik. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure, Malik. for sure. Rest Malik. the peace. Malik. Nesta Payne just hit me. Nesta Payne. Nesta was a beast. Nesta Payne just hit me. He said, yo, please tell X that his music got me through the tough times when I was playing overseas. That's what's up. And that was Iona. Fact. Iona College. Nesta loved Big Nesta to death, boy. Nesta was a beast. No question. Wow. Malik. This Malik is crazy. Was, I, I was so hurt when Malik got killed because Malik was so... Nice and respectful, like Malik. Yeah, like, you could tell his people raised him well. He was so yeah, like and like he would just like he was he could score, and and sometimes he would defer to his teammates. Like I got mine. I'm gonna let these boys. I'm gonna let my the rest of my dudes, man. Like Malik was such a such a good kid, man. Such a good kid, no question. And yo, I, I met a sister. They had the Rucker Legend uh ceremony. Met a sister. She looks. Splitting image of Malik, yo, and you can tell it good people. Malik was such a good guy. Yes, he such was. a good guy. He was like one of the nice, the nicest guy in the city, and still was humble enough to speak to everybody, man. Exactly. So, like, somebody, like Malik had a 
question. Yo, daddy, it's my artist, Jamel Powell. Okay. That's what's up. No, that's dope. That's dope. I like that. That's dope. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, he's quick with it too. Word up. That's no cool. somebody hit me and said Big Monster Mash. Mash was the gaucho as far as I know. Mash Mash used to play on the gaucho. Mashburn was a beast too. Big yeah. Mash was a beast. Appreciate you, Mel. Thank you, man. I'm gonna get that to you to you know that uh artwork to you, man. My guy Jamel Powell, he played for Jackson. He's a Jackson guy. Okay. He played for Coach Granby. Okay, Coach Granby, one of the greatest coaches in the city, passed away. There you go. Coach Granby was a beast, definitely. There you go. And you know what's so crazy, right? In 1981, when Coach Granby played against uh, Coach Ray Haskins, that Boys they was going to fight at the end of the game. They was going to fight at the end of the game when Alexander Hamilton beat Jackson wow. because Coach Granby didn't want to shake his head. All Just right. imagine hearing his stories 40 years later. That's crazy. Two old dudes at the end, no doubt. <laughs> Definitely. Both of them great. Both of them. No question. Yo, brother, I want to say thank you, man, for coming on the show. You're official basketball head for real. And we got, to do we got to do another part two. We, I, I got to be back. No, I still no. got some names. Any, no, brother, anytime, anytime. And you also get to nominate. Okay. New York City Great. And I need to get up up New Rochelle. I need to get up there, Yonkers. I need to get those guys up there. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about street legends. Definitely. You know, I, I'm talking about the dude for the neighborhood. Definitely. Who everybody's talking about. One of the who probably didn't go to college. One of the right? street legends up there is a boy came called a problem. He'd been in Rutgers. He'd been in over there. He went to Dell State. His name is Aaron Williams, the problem. Big Jeff. Uh, the bully. He went to uh, Providence for basketball. And Ray Rice, who played, who played football on the Ravens. Ray went to Nourishaw High School. Well, Ray was a beast. Well, Ray had throw it on you. Ray had really? dunk it on. Yes, sir. Ray Rice. Don't don't ever get that wrong. Ray Rice, definitely. Yo, brother, you have been lighting me tonight again, again. You enlightened me some thirty years ago when I was in college, and now here at the basketball show, you enlightened me. Definitely, we enlighten each other. No question. Listen. I, I, let me give you a little synopsis real quick. So when I was at Fairleigh Dickinson, the captain of the basketball team, but I also was the DJ at 89.1, right? And me and my guys, to, I used this so me and my guys to get together and we to rap, right? Because I used to rap before I played ball, but ball took over. Okay. And you start with the pin. So as I'm leaving college, my guys, uh, Rapless Fundamental, Easy Mo B, AB Money, JR. Oh, yeah. Right? They're doing their thing. They got the uh, the Miles Davis song that was out. And now Easy Mo B is producing for Biggie. And he's doing all these songs, Craig Mack. And we kind of slid right into that. And we was down with that whole Soul Survivor click. Mm. So let's fast forward. My group was called The Nation, right? Because guys like yourself, Karis One, Public Enemy, influenced us. Right? So we was the next coming of you guys, but doing it in a different way. Um, produced by Easy Mo B. Mm. Now, I remember a time when uh, we was at 89 Tech 9 and NYU, and the Roots brought their whole band up to the radio station. With the drums. Remember? I remember? Yeah. Yes. I remember and you came up here. Not... Yes. You, half a meal, us. Word. It was like 50 MCs. Definitely. 
Remember, brother, you touched that mic, and it was just like, at that moment again, from listening to your tape to coming full circle and being in front of you, spitting the same cypher as you. That's what's up. That's what's up, baby. That's what's up, fool. No question. No doubt, man. So I'm going to let you go, my brother. We're going to do this again whenever you want to come on. And hit me with those nominations. Call your people. Let them know they need to come on Basketball Heads. Definitely will. Love, All right, appreciate you, my brother. Listen, I don't know about you guys, but I'm in hip-hop and basketball heaven. I think when I transition, I'll be going to those places. Tonight was very special because being a youngster, you know, the things that you're a part of or listen to or you're into is the things that influence you. And Going back, listening to that brand Nubian album, it was one of the things that kind of shaped me to being who I am today. One of the things, you know, being conscious, being a thinker, uh, being a critical thinker, and navigating through these New York streets. I want to thank my God, X for coming through, being a real one. Definitely, definitely a fishing basketball head. And appreciate you. I got my guy Gerald Green on the line. I'm gonna answer this live. Gerald Green, I got you live on basketball heads. What's up, my brother? What what team? Was you on that team with 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 you? I was I was the youngest guy on the team. Yes. Yes, I got the article. I got the article with it says Ross Strickland passes Glenn Harding the ball for the layup the finals minute. Yes. No, you probably was on probably the year before. The year I was on, Derek, it was Derek Chivas. De Derek, Derek was on that team. I think that was the first time Derek played open. Yes, Pete Nice played every year because his dad was the coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I was. That was a good interview, man. I liked it. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, yo. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Love you, Jay. All right. See, we all connected, baby. This basketball community, this brotherhood. I want to give a special thanks to my guy Nori at Drink Champs. Because you inspired this, my brother. I know in the beginning, you know, one of the first things I used to always say is about Lamar Odom, but not realizing every man and every person has a choice to do what they want to do. But now people have a chance to come on basketball heads and tell their story. So salute to Nori and Drink Champs and everybody that rocks on that show. I want to thank my guy Sadat Ek for coming through. Salute to Gerald Green for the calling. Salute to my guy. Jamel Powell for the artwork. I'm about to sign off. I'm your host, Glenn Pooh Harding. And you're watching Basketball Heads. Because we are the official home for New York City basketball. Let me see if I can do this right. If I can do this like this. Right? There you go. Peace.